walked in, you know, no one's wearing masks. And the first thing that happens is the old guy next to the door goes. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to the Hoopercast, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for joining us, uh, for watching, listening, supporting us any way you can. One way you can do that is by uh, telling other people about the show. Next yeah. time you're talking about your favorite thing to listen to, whether you, you got your music and Katy Perry and your your um, your whatever, I don't know, music, but whatever it is, doesn't matter. <laughs> I was just saying, who are we talking to? Yeah. <laughs> a teenage girl from 2007? <laughs> a, a seven-year-old from 2021? <laughs> um uh yeah um but yeah just tell people about us recommend us share us if you like the show tell other people about it so that they can also like the show yeah hello dustin hey uber uh we got a real we got a real doozy in our hands tonight uh we ended up uh seeing uh, a new release we did yes all right so won't be drawing the bush anymore um the film tonight uh uh, for our our discussion purposes is uh space jam a new legacy yeah. I need to assemble an elite team to help give my son back. I know what you're looking for. A dream team. Man, shoot the ball. Let's try that again, shall we? King James. Welcome to... The Space Jam. Okay, so that was uh, that was a bit from the trailer of Space Jam: A New Legacy. Um, this is the newest new release from Warner Brothers. It is available on HBO Max until August fifteenth, I believe it is. Stars LeBron James uh, in the leading role as himself. It was written by. A uh, f- focus group uh, directed by <laughs> a machine, and uh, and and that's pretty much what this movie is. Uh, I gave this film uh, one and a half stars. So okay. I, I I had I had seen trailers and just decided this was a bad idea, um, and then I had heard reaction that took steps story-wise that that put it ahead of the original film uh and that sort of the rest of it was just equally kind of silly so i kind of went into it with my kids a little optimistic about the, the the movie itself and like uh what we'd be getting what we'd be getting out of this um and uh and so i was like i don't want to do this and then i was like oh, okay i'll do this and then afterwards i was like I wish I hadn't done this. Uh, <laughs> one and a half stars. So this teetered just between not pissing me off and pissing me off. A lot of critics I follow ended up thinking the movie was harmless and cute, and I do not share that reaction. Kids, sure. Uh, you know, kids are going to like any kids movie because it's new and uh, fresh and therefore desirable, but I do not know who this movie is for. It's far too reliant on adult references for its jokes. Yet the humor sensibility itself is too juvenile for adults. Lots of like, oh, 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 that's cold. Like, you know, reaction shots. Uh, You've got to be kidding me stuff. My kids have no fucking idea who LeBron James is. So so that (laughs) that factor is gone. Um, Sure. 
So did I enjoy this movie? No, not really. Um, I didn't. The, the very idea that Dom Ball, the, the game they're playing at the end, because it's not basketball, it's Dom Ball. Um, the very idea that that game has random bullshit rules that come out of nowhere is uh, irritating to me because it disorients me in the game and it gives me nothing to anchor myself in the third act conflict. Because, uh, you know, in the original film, even when things are kind of going crazy, most people generally know how basketball works and therefore the action is easier to follow even when the tunes start using their powers, I, whatever you want to call them, powers. But here the point system is whatever the script needs it to be and it was annoying. So, we, you know, we get rare moments of character agency, like a choice that Bugs makes, you know, towards the end of the film that actually felt like within character and like on point for for somebody like that, they tried to make this a different story dynamic than the first film. So I'm going to give it points for servicing an actual fundamental story arc for kids. Because you got to remember, like, you know, we can't take shots of this film without calling out the similarities uh, in fault with the original film. The original film is a giant marketing campaign, just like this movie is. And this movie actually attempted to make it a father son story about you know, letting your kids be themselves, not putting your expectation, not projecting your goals and ex, uh, expectations upon them you know so in that sense it's it's perfectly serviceable for kids because at the end of the day it teaches them be themselves and you know that sort of thing uh but everything else in terms of its execution um is is just as silly as the first movie if not if not worse and and and, and i'll say more about the first movie in a minute because we watched that one after we finished this one and so i was able to pick out okay, that's stupid or no, that's still good things that it does. So I don't know. What was your star rating, Dustin? I gave it one star. I mean, this movie legitimately <laughs> pissed me off. Really? I, yeah. I, um, I also went in, um, having seen the trailer and, and tried not to pass judgment on it. Like I watched this day one. So I, I was at least interested enough to, you know, seek it out and be there day one. But after having seen the trailer, my, my expectations were super low. Um, and the film met those expectations right where they were. It, it didn't, it didn't supersede them in being awful and it didn't elevate them at all either. So yeah, I, I mean, look, every nineties kid loves space jam and we grew up on it. We watched it, you know, over and over. I had it on VHS. I took the VHS to school to show it off. Like I remember being like, so incredibly excited that Michael Jordan was playing with Bugs Bunny and like, Oh yeah, that was so cool to me. Um, the fact that they acknowledged his name in, on the poster credits, like he was a real person. I was like, Oh my God, it it felt like the adults were playing along with you as a kid. Like he's a real person to me and he's being acknowledged as a real person in this, in this market. I didn't say the word marketing, but uh, you know, (laughs) in this this branding is so cool. (laughs) Right. I, I, no bones about it. The first film is flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, the first film isn't really about anything. It's a, it's just a, a movie where Michael Jordan plays basketball with cartoon characters. That's about <laughs> the extent of it. Like there is no large character arc where Michael's a better person after, or, or bugs is a better person after. Nope. Um, but, but I will say this, like as silly as the first one is, the conceit actually makes sense. Um, so, so if you remember in the first one, and we can talk more about this in spoilers, but this is just a, uh, a, a, the general concept of, of the film is in the first one, the, the, these tiny little aliens come to abduct the Looney Tunes and they challenge the Looney Tunes challenge them to a, a basketball game because they're small 
and would be very easily defeated at a game like basketball where height is an advantage. Right. Um, and then they go after Michael Jordan once the 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 odds get kind of flipped on them. Right. Right. Like like that's sort of how it happens. It's well, let's play basketball. Now let's get Michael Jordan. Yeah. In this one, it's so weird because the whole concept is that a computer algorithm played by Don Cheadle decides to challenge LeBron James at the very thing he's the best at. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense. I guess the argument back to that would be, well, no, he doesn't challenge him to basketball. He challenges him to Don, Don Ball or whatever. And I'm like, okay. He, he very quickly susses out that he can manipulate the cracks in their relationship as father yeah. and son. Yes. To achieve this seemingly globally implicated plan of his instantly. Yes. Now, I know he's an yeah. algorithm, but he spots them in this boardroom very quickly yeah. and publicly, I must say, very unprofessional of LeBron James to have right, this discussion right. in front of these executives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, pointing out like, you never just let me do me, dad. I want to go to the E3 camp, not basketball camp. And algorithm Rhythm is like, oh, I can I've I've instantly well, developed a plan around this exact dynamic between the two of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just like it, I'm also very tired of character goes into the computer. It's like we know how computers work now in the 80s when Tron was around. Th this was a, a novel concept. This should have been called Braun Legacy. <laughs> Braun Legacy. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's so like hackneyed and like look it's streams of information and blah yeah. blah and like the way they they depict it visually is so i don't know just stupid yeah. and and whatever and then of course so much has been said about the fact that that the film um is more than just looney tunes meets lebron james yeah. it's every warner brothers ip under the sun meets lebron james and that to me is really where it loses the charm of the first one because yeah. the first one like i said it's not about anything it's not a smart movie but it's at least fun because it's like oh looney tunes michael jordan mm -hmm. and this one it's it's like corporation and LeBron James. And yeah. so there's no charm well, in that corporation and, and, and branding vehicle. LeBron James yes. is a very popular basketball player, just like Michael Jordan. Yes. And he thus is a magnet for sponsorships and brand recognition. But I would say he's not just like Michael Jordan. Like, like your point that your kids didn't know who this was. We knew who Michael Jordan was. And yeah. my brother, who's much younger than me knew who Michael Jordan was when that first one came out. Yeah. Like, like we knew it didn't, it didn't matter. Michael Jordan was pop culture. LeBron James hasn't reached that status. He may be, be the greatest basketball player in the game currently, but he is not a pop culture icon in the way that Michael Jordan was. Um, and so, so using him, I think is already flawed. Um, and then, and then on top of that, like I would also argue that for our generation, the nineties kids watching Bugs Bunny, it's like, yeah, we're watching Bugs Bunny on Cartoon Network anyway, but kids today don't even have a frame of reference for who Bugs Bunny is. Um, and so, so to your point, who is this movie made for? I don't know. Uh, kids certainly don't know who Bugs Bunny is. And most kids probably won't know who LeBron James is. And and then top it all off with Matrix references and Austin Powers references <laughs> and references to things that that haven't mattered since 2003. Well, Kids definitely don't know what was going on in 2003. Yeah. So so it, it makes no sense 
that you're going to market the film that way. And I understand the idea is like, oh, here's something for adults, too. But it's like, no, it hinges on that. I mean, even the DC Universe stuff where they go into the animated thing, it's based on Bruce Timm's designs, which have been off the air since like 2007. (laughs) Right. So all that stuff is air is aimed squarely at you, Dustin. It's aimed at at young 30s. I'm going to go ahead and say men who 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 grew up on on these specific properties. And the only reason I can think of that, that that they thought that would work is those people are now parents. Or, yeah. or they are critics. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> who, who might give this film a little bump, you know, for for the references. But like the fact yeah. that Wiley e. Coyote is hanging out in Mad Max Fury Road, spray painting his face and about to kill himself with Witness Me. I yeah. I, I, I laughed because I was like, that's funny, but it's more like a robot chicken thing, not like yeah. something because it's just a throwaway gag. It's like, okay, obviously they don't they don't mean to imply or they do and they haven't fleshed it out. The idea that he's actually living in this in this story because that has all sorts of horrible implications for him. Or the same with with Daffy and Porky Pig in the DC universe. Where do they live? I think you know? that is the implication is that they live there. Right. And so it's just like yeah. Kids yeah. don't, there's no, my kids don't know what that is. They were staring at it like, what is this? They don't even yeah. know who Wiley Coyote, the first time they see a character they've never seen before is in a property they've never seen before. <laughs> right, exactly. What are they supposed and, to do? <laughs> right. Why do, why do I care about any of this? Yeah. And, and my thing is like, yeah, I didn't laugh at the Mad Max thing because I saw right through it because I'm like, this is stupid. And I don't know who this joke is aimed at because it's certainly not kids yeah. and it's not me because there's no punchline here. I know. The, the punchline is cartoon is in Mad Max. Oh, hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, like that doesn't, that, that to me is not a quality joke. Um, yeah. You, you can't just take cartoon character and put them in something dark and adult and assume that I'm going to laugh about it. And so, and so there's that, there's like the Rick and Morty cameo, which it's like, <laughs> again, who is that for? Who who cares yeah. enough? And and you know they they mention all these things. Uh, you know Gandalf his name dropped and uh, whatever. And it's just like again, I, I don't care, and it makes no difference to me whatsoever. I did find it amusing that they they mention Gandalf. And they never show anything from Lord of the Rings, but they do show a lot of Game of Thrones, which, again, kids don't know what this is. I hope I, I hope not. <laughs> right. right. I, I don't understand why that was even a thing. And yeah. then and then when you start saying, OK, well, let's focus on more of the cartoon characters. OK, Scooby-Doo's in there. OK, kids know that. Yeah. But do kids know Flintstones and Jabberjaw? And do kids know <laughs> I <saw> Jabberjaw? <laughs> like like they don't know any of this. No. And and so just outdated. And and then and then in the crowd shots, you know, behind the, the game going on, you've got like knockoff versions of characters from films. Mm-hmm. And and that to me raises a huge meta question, which is why does Arnold Schwarzenegger why does the Arnold Schwarzenegger Mr. Freeze in the stands not look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? It just looks like a random dude. Why does Pennywise not look like, what's his name, Bill Skarsgård or whatever? Like, why? There's Cesar Romero's Joker in here, but it's not Cesar Romero. You got uh, uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin, but it's not Danny DeVito. This is the equivalent of, we went to Party City and bought costumes. We went to the Halloween spirit store or whatever, bought costumes and put vague, like people who have vague resemblances to these characters in this, in this, in the background. But, 
But why? If if the thought story wise is that you're actually legitimately going into Batman 1966 and pulling Adam West and Burt Ward out of it and dropping them into the background, why don't they look like Adam West and Burt Ward? Right. It makes no sense. So then don't do it. That's the bottom line. Do you want to go into uh, spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go into spoilers now. So um, that's our that's our recommendation. uh, If you are don't see it. That's our opinion, so we're going to stick around for spoilers um, if you want to hear about those. Okay, so the I had a big like like I said before the I had, my problem with the third act was because this film could have raised its score for me if if the basketball game was actually pretty fun like the one in the original film is, but the fact that it was it was so undefined, it didn't give me any sort of anchor. I don't know where in the game we are. I don't know how much is left. I don't even think there's a timer if I'm not mistake not mistaken. It's just like. You know, the kid designs this game. It's not real basketball. And at least like in the original film, it is regular basketball to start. And then they realize like, hey, we're Looney Tunes. We can do anything. And so we're going to we're going to ride around motorbikes and stuff. And they start to do that in this film, too. Um, it's all surrounded by these these villains with weird powers that that, that are undefined and, you know, skill sets, uh, you know, bad compositing. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, just just people getting a zillion points for doing some unexplained move. But but in the original, even when the Looney Tunes are riding around on motorcycles and being crazy, mm-hmm. if they shoot the ball and it goes in the basket, they points. still only get two points. Exactly. Right? right. Like it's easy enough to follow. Yeah. In this, it's the it is the most convenient screenwriting uh-huh. like thing I can think of to just be like the game has no rules and the points don't matter, and then all of a sudden you can just like oh this guy got a thousand points and this guy got one million points and this right. guy got a hundred points like when and. Yeah. When you're a kid and you're pretending with like your siblings, you do that sort of thing where you just say, well, I got a zillion points. I got a zillion one points, you know, and you you do stuff. But the stuff that you watch has a little bit more groundedness and stakes to it so that you actually learn, you know, you you learn story dynamics like tension building and um, and groundedness. So to see a film essentially devolve into the way a preschooler's brain works was yeah. disappointing because it's like this is a movie that people and adults are watching like you can't yep. even make it the first film was so good at like you said like setting up the villains believably you know showing the looney tunes trying to handle the you know the handling it the the aliens cheat so then the looney tunes go okay wh- who was the who's the what's the, the next best plan we have well we need to, we're gonna get the best basketball player on the in the world to help us he comes down he tries to train us. We're not basketball players. And so then we play the game and, you know, he motivates us. We believe in ourselves. We use our unique abilities and we teach Michael how to best use his in our world. And then we win the game and, and it actually like builds and it's silly and there's bad acting and there's product placement and there's, you know, it's, it's all a big commercial, but 
probably at one tenth the scale of a commercial that this is. This is an HBO Max commercial. I mean, it's it's a LeBron James commercial, and it, and it felt so much of the film felt like it was it was like you can only appreciate this film if you follow basketball. He's doing the thing. You know, I got full court vision. Okay, one, I don't know what the fuck that means. Okay, two, <laughs> all right, because I don't watch basketball. I don't know what that shit means. Yeah. Second of yeah. all. Oh, funny, full court vision. But like, if my dad said that to me, if my dad, who's a famous basketball player, was like, hey, don't try that. You know, I got full court vision. I'd be like, shut up, dad. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're such an idiot, dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> Saying shit uh, like that that they say in the news about you, pulling right. quotes about yourself and using it on your child. I don't right. give a damn who you are. You, you, <laughs> you're famous you think you're so cool i don't think you're cool you're lame dad (laughs) yeah right (laughs) when tweety comes up to him and he's just like yeah you're a bad dad i wanted to be like fuck you tweety (laughs) what do you know you're a bird right yeah right you're just a stupid bird (laughs) i dude i don't know like all the stuff between lebron and his son i thought was 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 incredibly contrived like none of it mattered or had any weight it's it's classic story of son wants something but dad wants something else for son and and in this game it, or in this film it's just like the most uh it, it's so it's basic. just the stupidest resolution to that mm-hmm. which is okay and like fine and yeah. like i don't know it's just so dumb and, there's no and i don't know i'm willing to concede that to the film's credit as a basic building block of story structure because we're at the point now where the stories that we consumed that teach those lessons are not you know what's in front of you know our kids eyes so yeah. they now have these like the this could be the first film that sort of introduces them to that concept so I'm willing to go, all right, fine. It's going to serve that purpose. I just don't like it. But that's the only thing the film does that isn't like a giant thumbs down is is yeah. the basic thing of here's the conflict. Here's the resolution. You know, here's yeah. here's why this is happening in the first place yeah. is because this father and son have this, you know, very mildly and safely fractured relationship. Like everything is right. fine except for the subject of video games. The re- <laughs> it's like right, that's right, their right. only problem is father and son. They totally yep. respect each other when the film is over. They yep. will have no more problems, no more conflict. That's right. it. Right. We're good. And now the Looney Tunes live with us. Right. <laughs> but I, I I would argue like okay if you're gonna go that route and you're gonna have you're you're gonna mine that for dramatic potential mm-hmm. like take it all the way like don't have it don't be cliche about it and like my dad only wants me to play basketball Mm -hmm. but i want to play video games i want to make video games and it's like okay first of all one way that that you ground that and make that seem real to me is you utilize technology that actually exists yeah and i know that that's not fun maybe but like (laughs) giving giving little dom this little thing on his phone and he can like scan a person into his game yeah i'm like that doesn't exist (laughs) like this is stupid this this is now fantasy and i have no grounding in the reality of the situation instead I, i i think what you do is you set it like i don't know i'm just like throwing this out off the top of my head you set it instead with like Dom wanting to go to that E3 camp or whatever. Like that's the thing. He's trying to go. It starts tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Or or whatever it is. 
and and LeBron is like, no, no, no. I thought we'd go over here or like, whatever. And and it's like the stakes are are more clearly presented, not because like you never let me do me, but instead it's like, no, the thing that I want is like right there, right now. And mm-hmm. you're pulling me away from it, dad. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get in the car and go to basketball camp. I want to get in the car and go here. And like, I don't know. I, I just feel like, like the conflict shouldn't just be nebulous. Like, just let me do me. It should be more like I have to go to this camp. Like that's my goal is to go to the camp, not let me be me, which seems to be the goal here, the way it's presented anyway. And, and I don't know, it it just, it's just so like, I don't know. It it bothers me so much how cliched this film is, which leads me into the point, which is, uh, I, this film I know it's called Space Jam, A New Legacy, and so it's going to have some of the building blocks of Space Jam, Mm -hmm. but this is like almost exactly Space Jam, just like beat for beat, but longer and less interesting. Space Jam 1 starts with the with like young Michael playing basketball at like 2 a.m. and his dad comes out for some inspiring words. Yeah. This one starts with LeBron like saying bye to mom and going to basketball his asshole practice. coach taking away his Game Boy yeah, that he's not yeah, even playing his, on the court. Right. And it, yeah, it's his coach being like, you need to be better because you're great and you're great. And which which automatically sets the tone very differently than Space Jam, which Space Jam was never like, you're Michael Jordan. You're the greatest ball player that's going to ever right. live. It's it's more like his dad's like, okay, son, what do you want? He's like, yeah. I want to go play basketball for the yeah. University of North Carolina. I want to be the greatest like, basketball a- player ever. Yeah, he's like that's a that's a great school. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, bud. Like, let's practice. Yep. Like that's how it is. It's not like this pretense of like you're gonna be great. Yeah. And, and when then, those credits and, roll, you're like Michael is pursuing this dream. He has just stated to us. Correct. But in this film, it's like, oh, LeBron gave up an interest of his to become famous. He sold out. Correct. His yeah. Correct. His, his hobby or yeah, whatever. Good point. You know. Good point. You're going through but the credits. Then, and it's like be excited, and I'm like, I'm just sad for him. Right. Exactly. And and it's also interesting that like LeBron is still in his career. Yeah. Michael at that point was done with, with basketball. Yeah. And so we got to see like the clip, re- like this, this clip reel of like his entire career, career basically, yeah. which was great. But but then if you remember in, in Space Jam 1, Michael lives in like the suburbs. It's like this pretty normal house <laughs> with like his wife and his kids He's and his dog. He's living so below his means in that house. Yeah, for sure. And then LeBron it's like here's my mansion and i've got all this cool stuff and yeah. a thing that shoots ball when i say ball right and like all of all of these things my son has this technology that no one will ever have because it's too advanced and it's great and he's iron man right and like right. that's fantastic and, and, and i still can't appreciate his skills even though he just invented like artificial intelligence <laughs> yeah exactly like like it, it's it automatically I, I know that Michael Jordan was super rich and so is LeBron James. Yeah. But what what Space Jam 1 at least did, I think, for like kids growing up at that time was make Michael Jordan feel relatable. Like yeah. his house isn't that much better than mine. He it, has neighbors. Got a, yeah, he's got neighbors. <laughs> he's got like Newman hanging around. Yes, he goes and plays golf with Larry Bird and Bill Murray. But like, you know, it, it it's just kind of like 
you know, he's just a dude. Yeah. And, and, and in this, they set LeBron so high up yeah. and they keep referring to him as like the greatest and King. you're the greatest. And, and it's, and yes, Space Jam one was a big ego stroke for Michael Jordan. Yeah. But, but it at least tried to also make him relatable and, you know, like where kids could be like, Oh, Michael would be cool to hang out with. And yeah. we know we saw the last dance. He's probably the hardest person in the world to hang out with. Something I caught uh, the second time, or you know, this time watching Space Jam, is is Michael's gambling snuck its way into the yes. story. If you remember, yeah, he's golfing. He's pretty much like, "Well, raise the stakes a little." He's he, yeah. he's like, uh, he's he's betting him like how close he can get to the to the uh, <laughs> yeah. to the to the tee to the uh, the hole or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is, he's 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 betting. I was like, man, I'm surprised. That wasn't not, even scripted. That was just Michael he, on set. He, he forgot <laughs> that he was in a movie. <laughs> hey, Bill Murray, let, yeah. let's bet here. Oh, sorry. When I zone out, I just I, I bet hundred thousand right, dollars. Right, exactly. How close I can hit a ball to the tee. <laughs> oh, where did this cigar and glass of bourbon come from? Yeah, right. <laughs> are these my, all right, where am I? How yes. long have I been here? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, man. I don't know. And, and and like, I love the, the pep talk at halftime, like all of that in, yeah. in Space Jam one is like, so it, it, it's iconic. It's, you know, whatever. Yes, the film is not great. I'll say it over and over and over, <laughs> but it at least makes sense and does some really cool things. Yeah. This film repeats those things in a less interesting way. Down to the very end, in the very end of Space Jam one, Michael Jordan is like, you know, he he finally realizes, oh, like I'm a tune. I can stretch my arm really right. far. And like all of the monsters are like on his back Up and he's like stretching point, his arm. He is just he's just a regular person who's really yep. good at basketball. And he's yep. still better than these big, awkward aliens who don't who, who have other NBA players talent. But they didn't yep. get Michael Jordan's talent because he wasn't Correct. a basketball player at the time and they didn't think yep. to. And now yep. here he is showing them up. And the yep. minute they figure out that all they have to do is try to tackle him, you know, yeah. they foul him a bunch. But then he yep. he gets a pep talk from Bugs Bunny and he's like, oh, I'm going to use my oh, imagination yeah. and I'm going to stretch my arm. And I'm watching that the other day and I'm getting chills watching it. I was yeah. like, that was a big moment. And it's just That's like, a huge moment. it's so cool. It's such an iconic, yeah. like... Yeah, I know yeah. we're talking about Space Jam, but when you yeah, show yeah. a big, if you were ever like cut a big montage of like iconic movie moments in the last hundred years, that should be in there. That's cool. Sure. That's a cool visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is, this is exactly the same way with none of the weight or intrigue or interest yeah. where they spend where, the entire oh, film doing crazy stuff from the, from the yep. get go. Yep. And then CG Don Cheadle grabs hold of him mm -hmm. and grab and, he, and he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And he like and he does the final thing just like Michael does. Mm -hmm. It's it's so it's exactly the same thing. And it, it it's so obvious that they just took the original screenplay and just yeah. plopped in new things. And and it just doesn't work. It's just not interesting. And and I don't know it. it, it Michael Jordan's not a great actor, but he had so much more charisma and they set him up to be more relatable. So in this film, when LeBron's also not a great actor, but they make him from the get go seem like he's better than you at everything. <laughs> how is a kid going to relate to that? Except parenting. Right. right. But like true, the, the, the LeBron and Michael are about even for me because Michael Michael's not a good actor. No. And he has no character really in the, in the first yeah. film. Yeah. But he succeeds in 
he he does better than people give him credit for. Like all his scenes, yeah, it's sure. like you know, like what can you do? Like all the scenes where he's talking to Bill Murray, and he they look like they're improvising to me. Like he's he's yeah. pretty natural on camera. It's more when he's on a green screen, he's talking to a yeah. Bugs Bunny who he can't see or hear. Okay, he's not. An it's actor. a little stilted. LeBron yeah. James is more natural in front of the camera, and they're giving him more to do. But his line delivery is so bad to me that it takes me out of the movie equally. So at the end of the day, it's like, oh, he's so much better than Jordan. It's like, no, he's having more fun than Jordan is. And he's he's, he's going out there more. You know, he's putting himself out there more. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, with him, like, did Taz do the like he, he clearly LeBron James is clearly a fan of the characters. Yeah. And he's excited. He's Marvin the Martian, you know, where yeah. Michael Jordan's like, oh, your bug's bunny. What the heck? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. What is this? Where, you know, uh, yeah. LeBron's like, holy shit, I'm in the computer. You know, like it's, it's a little more yeah. believable, but it's, it's ultimately parallel. Yeah. And it's just so, um, it's just so frustrating how, how flat all of that is. Um, yeah, his, his, his line delivery is not great. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, there's just, there's just nothing here that I think will stick with current modern children that, you know, in, in as much time has passed from space jam one to now, like if you move that, that much forward in time, uh, kids, kids today aren't going to be talking about a new legacy. Like it's space jam. They're just going to be like, Oh yeah, I think I saw that. I can't remember. And, and, and that's, that's sort of testament to, it's just not, it's not made as a film. It's made as a commercial. And I do think for all of its flaws, space jam one was trying to be a movie. Like you got Bill Murray, you've got like seasoned actors around Michael. Yeah. You've got, you know, Wayne Knight, you have all Wayne of that Knight going is on. So good. And he's Space so Jam. funny. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, they allow Michael to be in the film the entire time mm-hmm. with, with his friends, with Charles Barkley, with Larry yeah. Bird, with, with all these people. But, but like, um, it, what, what's, what's weird about this film is a, I don't know the other players that the, the villain characters are based on right. I, I, whatever. I don't know them, but, but the, but LeBron never gets to interact with them in any meaningful way. No, he never gets like a scene with an established actor other than, I guess, Sarah Silverman and Steven Yun, but they're only there for like four seconds. Yeah. Um, so he never is surrounded by talent that way. I think for all of its flaws, flaws, space jam one was trying to be a film. It was trying to be a movie. And I don't get that impression from this film. I, I feel this was corporate from frame one. Yeah. I, and, and it never tried. Yeah. I, I always try to like remind myself like, okay, there are people who worked on this film who were passionate about the story and, you know, maybe their execution flawed, but this is one of those films where it's like, there may have been people's names attached to director and writer, but this was such a committee. This is so transparently a studio committee marketing led film. You yeah. know, there's nothing there. I don't, I don't, I don't recognize anything artistic or creative about this. Um, other than what you could ultimately make into a toy, you know, as as a final thought, what would you rate the first space jam? What would your star rating be for that movie? Um, I would give it a three star, like, like, and granted, I have not rewatched it 
recently. Yeah. Um, but but I'd say three, maybe even three and a half, but that's just because of nostalgia. But but yeah. three, I think it's fine. I'd give I it think, three and a half. I think it's good for what it does. It doesn't overextend itself and try to be something that it cannot possibly be. Yeah. Um, like they knew, okay, we're not gonna like win an Oscar here with Michael Jordan. So let's just give him <laughs> little to do. And, and you know what I mean? Like, like that it didn't overreach. Yeah. And likewise, like one well, one thing that I do think is interesting is is that Michael was in that entire film. Mm-hmm. LeBron is voiceover for most of this film. Yeah. Which I think, which I think is telling to like, yeah, I think LeBron really championed this and wanted this. Yeah. But then it's weird that he's not in every frame. Yeah. Like, it's so weird that he did most of this from a voiceover booth and, and not that doing things from a voiceover booth is any less important, but, but it does speak to, I think his level of commitment to it. He's better on camera than he is in a voiceover booth. Yeah, for sure. And there's and there's no yeah, no no question. But there's <laughs> there's no reason for him to be animated. Yeah. They should have had him be live action throughout the film. But of course it's more it's more work to integrate him with animated uh cell animation, which right. I guess is all digital to, now. But yeah, but regardless. That was a cost cutting um, measure. We can either composite him. Or we can yeah. just an- or we can animate him character and, and design him booth. Yeah. yeah, and he can he can do all of his lines in in <laughs> you know three days in the booth, yeah. and we'll call it a day, right? Whereas we would have to we'd have to actually like film him and light him oh, and all of that him. stuff, and then yeah, and then composite him into the shots. It, it, it wouldn't. I mean, there's no. way more work involved in that, which yeah. again is why that original film is is better in my mind yeah. because they did the hard work there's more craft yes, it's difficult yeah it's difficult and and again n- not gonna win any awards no. but it wasn't trying to it was trying to be essentially a cartoon net- network level film about a, a, an animated rabbit playing basketball with the biggest star in the world and 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 it, that's all it ever was and this they're like trying things that they're like oh and now apart from all of the father son stuff let's also throw in this big arc for bugs where he's gonna sacrifice himself yeah. and i'm like yeah i i don't i don't see that at all the original shorts bugs isn't some hero bugs <laughs> is like a, a a rascal yeah you know what i mean and you can do that but you got to get me there you got to put in the hard work story-wise to make me believe that bugs will do that at the end and the only thing i saw in this film that would suggest that is that he missed his friends but <laughs> but but that's not enough to try to save them at the end he missed you have to- people to fuck with <laughs> that's right he's, he just wanted to be a rascal to yeah. all of these people like, like he wanted to plug elmer fudd's shotgun yeah. and blow him blow his face off yeah that's what that's what bugs lives for like he brings and pulls so, lebron in and he's like now pull the thing down say rabbit season it's like yeah bro you were lonely you need this bit don't you <laughs> yes also that's that's cheap because that's a recycled bit yeah Again, there eh, I, I'm done. Actually, you know what? I'm done. I'm done talking about it. One star. It pissed me off. Space Jam one though, it's fine. Yeah. If your kids are looking for a good time, there's that. I think it's probably a fine introduction to the Looney Tunes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but those shorts are on HBO Max now. The classic shorts. Yeah. Show them those. That's it. That's our spoiler discussion of Space that's Jam. That's all, folks. A new like. <laughs> you you missed the opportunity. You didn't say that's all, folks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>